if you're constantly living a life, both mentally and maybe with your busyness and maybe with pharmacological stuff you're taking in like caffeine, that is putting those adrenals under high output, you're going to have a lot of cortisol floating around all the time. You created a stressed biochemistry and your cells are being bathed in this at all time. And over time, if this persists without any let up um, and without the proper nutrition support, or maybe there's now something else that comes on, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Those glands can become so fatigued that they become less functional. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast. Our mission, you know it, elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be all purpose. It's big. It's huge. It's huge. I love it. It's my freaking mission in life and the mission of this podcast, right? So we're dialed in, very aligned. Today, we're talking to Dr. A, our resident expert on all things health and nutrition, and we're going deep. We're going deep on testosterone right? T levels, especially in men, but T levels in women too, which we're going to talk about estrogen. And we're going to talk about stress and busyness and vitamins and minerals and exercise and posture and mindset and adrenals and fatigue and TRT, you know, the replacement therapy. We're going to be talking about stimulants like coffee and energy drinks. We're talking about juicing and fasting. You know what else we're going to talk about? Suntanning your balls. That's right. I said it. Suntanning your balls. Listen up. It's halfway through the episode. It's a long episode, but get a pen and paper ready. We're going we're to talk about small incremental steps that you can take because what Dr. A is talking about is deep, right? His knowledge is expert level, mastery level. But all you have to do, all you have to do is just take one thing that resonates with you from this episode and start to implement it, whether it's a morning routine or the water you drink or, or cutting back on coffee or juicing or uh, just your morning ritual or just some meditation or whatever it might be, working a little bit less, not crushing it and, 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 and taxing those adrenals and cortisol levels in your body, whatever it is, just take one thing and start to implement it. And if you need help, we got the show notes, right? Got the show notes on mentalpurposepodcast.com and Dr. A's project, Fit Father Project is phenomenal, right? That's what he's taking me through. So Dr. A's our resident. You love him. The guy is just—the guy is just packed full of great info, and he's very structured in how he delivers it. So, this episode is really all him. <laughs> I'm asking a couple of questions, thinking what you guys want. Um, quick stuff. Remember, we've got this Men on Purpose Facebook community. It's the Men on Purpose community on Facebook, and it's awesome. It's an ecosystem. It's a—it's a place where you can go and you have other fellow people on purpose because it's not just for men. Remember, the Men on Purpose is is the people we're talking to here in the brand. And it's me as a man on purpose, talking about being on purpose with other men. However, anybody can take this information and do something with it to improve or evolve or educate or elevate their life. So don't worry about it. You're, you're more women listen to this podcast than men. Fact, fact, right? More women listen to men. So join the men on purpose community where we've got some coaching stuff, we've got free giveaways, you've got my ebook, you've got video training for me, all free. And not to mention the network of people that you're going to deal with in there that are looking to live their life more on purpose. Nobody's going to be perfect. And that's fine. Just take those small steps to changing things and elevating things so that you can have the life that you truly, truly desire and dream about. It's possible. It is totally possible. So remember, at the Mental Purpose uh, community, we've also got our front runner events. We've got one coming up. Um, in August, we've got come, one coming up in, um, in October, November, and December. We've got a lot of demand, a couple seats left for each. 
Go to frontrunner.group, check those things out. Aaron and I will take you through a very deep, deep, deep dive. These are personal evolvement retreats. These aren't seminars. These aren't bullshit. We're trying to sell you anything. Guess what? We're not going to sell you anything. We're going to coach you before the event and after the event, which helps you to assimilate into the event so you're not thinking about stuff. You're already ready. You're getting every bit of the event, right? It's one thing I didn't like from previous events. Um, you're getting coaching afterwards, which means you're actually going to be able to apply the info that you learned about yourself and subsequently the life and the activities and actions that you want to, to uh, put in place. And we're going to help you through the how. That's the cool part. We're going to help you through the how. And then there's no upsells. There's no bullshit. There's nothing like that, right? That's why we created these events because I didn't like some of the other events that I was going to that I felt like you're only giving me so much. Aaron and I are going to give you everything we've got. This is the weekend that your life shifts. That's our mission with these frontrunner events. Other than that, it's it. <laughs> you want stuff about our coaching programs. You want stuff about our courses. You go to ianloboss.com. You got it. Nice and easy. All right, let's get to Dr. A and all the cool stuff he's got about hormones and testosterone. Thanks. Enjoy. All right, Dr. A, you're back, buddy. You're back. You're the resident men on purpose podcast. Um, doc, I don't know. The resident doctor sounds too plain. It's too simple for you. The resident doctor. Uh, you'll just be the resident doctor for now. <laughs> resident doctor, guy who's ready to talk about health, you yeah, know, in, in yeah. a real, real no BS kind of way um, right. to help some men. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about testosterone for men in the modern world, the ins and outs of it, the stuff that affects it from the outside, from the inside, and, and literally everything in between. So this is your show, man. I'm just the, I'm just the guy on the other side of the red mic. All right. Well, I think most guys today know that testosterone is important. Yeah. We've had it associated through, you know, whether it's education in school or marketing materials or the idea of steroids and athletics, that testosterone makes men uh, strong, fertile, lean, muscular, and that it's a, it's a main male hormone. And it's absolutely true. Like men and women by and large are more similar than they are different, right? Women have a different reproductive organ system tract than men do. And testosterone is our dominant male hormone, whereas estrogen is the dominant female hormone. And what this means is that testosterone affects everything in the male body, not just the muscles, not just the fat. It affects the brain tremendously. What we're realizing now is a huge problem for people, let's say our parents or you know, us maybe one day is we're seeing a huge increase in Alzheimer's, dementia, memory loss with age. A lot of this is driven by testosterone. The body converts testosterone to estrogen in the brain and in the bone. And it keeps bones strong, and it actually the estrogen acting in the brain keeps the men's testosterone, the men's the male brain, and it improves visual and spatial memory, retention, all sorts of these factors. So for guys, this is not just a discussion of looking better, looking more jacked, getting your levels up, getting horny again, having passion and zest for life. Testosterone does all of that, shapes our behavior around competition and and drive. Testosterone does all that, but it's also our long term health. So that's the frame I want to put this conversation around. Guys need to look at optimizing testosterone levels throughout age. Yeah. And, and this kind of begs 
a question of like, what is the trajectory of testosterone with age with men? I think we need to understand what happens with the body naturally. And then we can look at what kind of things are happening today in 2021 that are affecting uh, the kind of course of testosterone over a lifetime that God designed. Yeah. So here's, here's the, the, the thing we all know, we, 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 we grow up and we're growing in size and body mass and we get to puberty and we have this explosion of testosterone. Um, and, and this helps, you know, essentially get our bodies ready to be able to have kids. We get all the secondary sex characteristics, the penis grows, body hair grows, voice deepens, muscle goes. And, and the levels, um, you know, when you're a teenager, let's just say maybe a, like a thousand nanograms per deciliter is something you might see on a blood test, maybe higher, maybe lower. There's some individual variability based on that, but testosterone levels are high. They're around there. And then over the course of time, you know, things are going to start to slow down and dip into your twenties and thirties. And right around age 30 is when most research suggests that men begin a very slow yet steady decline in testosterone levels with age, around 1% per year. And this is based off a couple studies, you know, good longitudinal studies just looked at how men's testosterone levels decline. And that means that if you do things right, let's just say by the time you're 50, you might have 20% lower testosterone than you did when you're 30. Um, and this is, this is the normal course of things. And this yeah. is important to understand because a 20% decrease is, at one hand, it's noticeable. But on the other hand, it's not like you lost half or two-thirds of your testosterone. This is why guys in their 60s can have kids. Guys in their 70s can have kids. Um, they haven't, you can have, maintain enough testosterone with life, and there's things you can do to optimize. The problem, though, is that this is not what's happening to most guys. It's not that just we're undergoing this slow, steady decline. What we found is that today, compared to even 50 years ago, men's testosterone levels in every age category are around 20% lower on top of that. Hmm. So I'm not talking like the guys who were 50 20 years ago had at least 20% higher testosterone levels than guys who were 50 today. And this is repeatable in all different age categories. And this is due to the effects of stress. This is due to the effects of endocrine disruptors, chemicals and stuff that's in our environment right now that actually competes with steroids like testosterone at the engine receptor in the body and limit some of its effects. This is due to poor nutrition. This is due to obesity. We have a multifaceted approach that's really attacking testosterone from, from many angles. And so I think we need to unpack that a little bit in this conversation, the kind of things that are affecting guys' testosterone levels, understanding that it's going to decline slowly with age. There's stuff we can do, but more importantly, there's stuff we should be, probably be avoiding if we want to look at optimizing test levels. Yeah. And one thing I want you to really go into is why is T and kind of touched on it, but why is testosterone so important? Because I know that there's so much buzz around this. Maybe it's just in, in my world because I got my T levels checked and they were so low, but, mm -hmm. and so like Facebook ads and all these companies started showing up, we'll get your T levels up. It's 50 bucks a month or whatever. I want to also talk about the dangers with just going with anybody to help boost your T levels in a synthetic manner. And then mm -hmm. are there, there's natural ways to do it. There's a synthetic way, but there's safe synthetic way, or is there mm -hmm. not a safe synthetic way? Like I want to mm -hmm. also dig into that too. Cause I know that there's, there's a lot of buzz around this and it's not just about getting jacked or getting rock hard boners back in your fifties. Mm -hmm. It's, it's about so much more than that. And that's what we're going to inform our, our audience about today. All right. So we'll start with the first thing you mentioned, which is, you know, testosterone is important. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about why. Well, yeah philosophically our bodies and these these biological structures are made up of proteins like your cells are made up of proteins which are little amino acids that are that are in a particular sequence together to form like a geometric structure of protein 
one thing this testosterone does is it, it enters a cell. So we've seen pictures of a book about a cell. Testosterone can enter a cell and then it goes into the nucleus of the cell and it can actually cause the creation of proteins. It has instructions. It delivers instructions in those nuclear receptors that once it binds those androgen receptors, it says, let's make some protein. That's how muscle tissue is deposited and a lot of things like this. It is uh, by and large an anabolic building up hormone. And so our bodies have these two kind of seasons of hormones. We have building up anabolic hormones that help our body get bigger. And we have catabolic hormones that break things down, break down fat, break down old damaged tissues. And so we kind of have this, this yin and yang balance that ultimately leads to good health as men. We want both. The problem is right now is we have a, a higher incidence of catabolic hormones. A lot of stress and cortisol has this seesaw relationship with testosterone. So what we're finding too is when people are, here's the deal. Like I could inject you right now with cortisol, IV, even IM, and your testosterone levels will acutely drop immediately after the, the injection. And this is well known. Cortisol has a suppressing effect of t- on testosterone. The problem is right now, a lot of guys so busy, we have, we have active lives, active minds, uh, and high stress levels that we carry. This squashes testosterone production because when your body's not thinking about long-term stuff when you're in short-term stress. It's not thinking about you saddling up and making a kid and like yeah. having a finished yeah. product in nine months. It's thinking about how do we release some blood sugar via cortisol and, and how do we pump up the heart rate to make sure that we can survive today. So when tell, we're looking at improving... Quick, to, tell everybody what cortisol is just in case somebody doesn't know. So stress hormone released by your adrenal glands. You have these kidneys. We know where our kidneys are in our low back area right there. We have two of them when we're born, most people at least. And on top of there, are these little glands called adrenal glands, and, and they, they, they release cortisol and they release adrenaline. That is, they, they, among other things, that one of their main roles is to release these stress hormones. Um, and so you got to think for the body, it's a really good thing to have a good stress hormone system that allowed our ancestors to survive because we could re- respond and react to very acute situations in a physical, harsh world sure. before we kind of had civilization and protection, a lot of these things figured out. So that's a good system. But when modern life hijacks that, what it does is it kills testosterone levels for men. But this is just one part of it, right? And anybody who tells you, who knows anything about testosterone must tell you that you need to optimize your relaxation and your sleep to have better test levels. Um, so we've talked about this a bit on the podcast so far. We'll yeah. talk about it some more on the, on the podcast in the future, but I'd say activities daily, like uh, purposeful breathing or any kind of breath work, meditation and prayer and optimizing your sleep are essential things for testosterone. Otherwise you're not, you're, you're trying to create high, high testosterone levels in a, in a stressed environment where the body doesn't want to do so. Pushing a rock, a rock uphill, not good. The second factor here is that guys today are overweight. They are carrying extra fat. And one of the shitty things about fat cells is they're great from an evolutionary perspective. We want a way to store energy for the future. But they also have an enzyme in them called aromatase. And what aromatase does is it converts testosterone into estrogen. That is a really good thing in small amounts. But when you have a lot of body fat, 30, 40, 50% body fat, like people who are overweight, obese, that is a lot of testosterone being converted into estrogen. And there is profound, very strong research right now. You could even just go ahead after you get off listening to this podcast, Google um, obesity and testosterone connection. You're going to see the papers come up and it doesn't take a rocket science to lead that, you know, you are obese and it basically kills your T levels on top of the fact that you may be stressed at the same time. That's a double whammy. Quick question. What? Yes. How do you, what is obese versus a little overweight and what are the signs and symptoms? Because there are people that are overweight and maybe called or maybe categorized as obese, but 
they just look a little thicker or they look a little yeah, bigger. I, I so, mean, here's the deal. If you're weight and you're not regularly exercising, we'll put it that way. If you're overweight and you're not doing regular strength training, you, you, you look at a power lifter who has a big belly, but is like lifting more intensely than 99% of the population. Yeah. Like that is a different scenario than someone who has the same beer belly, but just doesn't do anything with exercise right now. Sure. So I would say if there is vigorous activity mixed in, then the body has a, has a different level of fitness. And we'll talk a little bit about how exercise does improve testosterone and hormone levels. One thing to say, the other thing I would say is if you just have a big gut, something you can grab, you have noticeable belly fat. Some of that fat is absolutely converting your testosterone to estrogen. I can't exactly tell you how much it would be better if we could have less of that fat. And it's, it's kind of as simple as that. And I think the problem only gets worse, the bigger you get, because it's not just the fact that we have uh, testosterone converted to estrogen. It's the heavier we get. Typically we're more insulin resistant. Mm-hmm. which causes more insulin to flow in the bloodstream. Then we have blood sugar issues coupled with high cortisol and low testosterone. This is the, this is the kind of the eye of the storm that many guys are kind of caught in right now. So we painted this picture of what are some of the problems, right? We have the overweight and we have the stress. The third variable is the fact that for the past several hundred years, we have created so much in, in the commercial industrial space. We've been busy bees building all sorts of things, like at all the different kinds of skincare products, all the plastic products, all these different things that are happening right now in the world. Yeah. And the fact is that a lot of these plastics and chemicals, and, and this cannot be overstated, this is actually important for men's testosterone, have these things called endocrine disruptors. They have stuff in them that binds to that same receptor that testosterone normally would and either blocks it, competes with testosterone or lowers testosterone levels directly. And these are serious. Like they, they check the umbilical of, of newborns today in, in around 2021 by the time recording this. And newborns have 300 plus different chemicals in their, in their bloodstream or in the, in the umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from right pesticides, heavy metals, flame retardants, plastics, all sorts of different kinds of things. We, personal care items. The main ones that guy, we see, and we, we heard all the, the, the rage against the BPA. Everyone's saying, oh, we have BPA-free bottles. We know that's something not good in plastic. It's called bisphosphonyl A. It is an endocrine disruptor, but it's one of per, perhaps five or 10 of these. You know, there's things like phthalates. There's something called a- atrazine. That's a weed killer behind Roundup glyphosate. That's a huge testosterone killer. You know, they've actually, they've actually turned male frogs into female frogs by having them just bathe in atrazine-rich water. This is scientifically proven. Now, frogs aren't humans, but they did use a dose that has been found in human water. We also have women peeing, in, peeing birth control out into the water, which is just a variable of the fact that you know, so many women are on birth control and we can't filter that out on the water. There are a lot of things attacking men's testosterone levels. We'll talk about what you can do, but essentially, I think for most guys living in the 21st century, you got to be thinking about getting the cleanest water possible. That's why I'm thinking like you get like a Berkey filter or some kind of super high quality filter. Yeah. You don't want to be using plastic. You use glass as much as possible. You're certainly not heating plastic and microwaving crap in plastic um, is a thing. And you get some good personal care products that don't have a bunch of BS in them. Yeah. A lot of these shampoos and body lotions and stuff that guys have, have phthalates in them. They're known. But there's also a lot of brands that don't and they advertise that way. So this is the third variable. We have things uh, you know, that are endocrine instructors. You remember like uh, growing up that you used to spray yourself with some of that DDT, like mosquito repellent <laughs> stuff? Yeah, yeah. Dude, we used to like bathe ourselves in that. Yeah. That, it's in, that insecticide kills testosterone levels. Like, man, the whole summer you're, you're just coated in DDT, right? And, and, that's, and the, the, the terrible sunblocks. Yeah, right. There you go. So you're eating sugar these are the and thing. ice cream and ices and popsicles, like you just you're doomed for it. If you're a child of the eighties like we were, you were uh-huh. a child of the eighties, right? Yeah. Yes. 
but dude, think about what we did to our bodies involuntarily or voluntarily, I guess, but we just didn't know unconsciously. Mm -hmm. Exactly nuts. right. But look what's happening. You don't have to look very far to understand what may be happening to men. Let's just say 40, 50, 60, but we, let's just look at what's happening to the young boys that are growing up in today's day and age. There are more boys overweight with bellies and actually young boy man boobs. You can mm -hmm. see it. If you were to go to a public pool or anything than ever before, it's because we have meat, we have meat and milk that are treated with antibiotics and, and certain hormones. They're being exposed to all this extra stuff too at a time when the body's actually developing through puberty. It's happening to young women too. Do understand this? Just because we're talking about men, testosterone, the fact that these estrogens are in the environment too. If you have daughters and stuff like that, that's affecting their health as well. So endocrine disruptors is a very real thing that we need to take into account when developing a plan to optimize testosterone levels. We have the ideas why it helps us feel energetic, keeps our memory sharp, keeps us leaner, gives us passion, erections, blood flow, circulation, confidence, competitiveness. A lot of the great qualities come from this kind of testosterone picture. So we need to lose some weight. We need to lower stress reliably and we need to avoid some of this BS that lowers testosterone levels. And then on top of that, there are things like supplements and some different kind of light therapies and other things in strength training that can help as well. And we can get into those. And, I've, and I do want to talk about TRT as well that you brought up. It's like, yeah. okay, what are some of the medical options outside of just personal self-care that you can do? Well, let's go into that. Let's go into that natural side. And look, let's, let's just, let's, let's, um, let's address what some people are thinking. You know, I've been researching this for, for uh, quite a while. So a lot of the things you're saying, are things that I understand now, and there's things that you're saying that I, I don't understand or haven't heard of before. But to the, to the guy that's feeling run down, got the man boots, got the gut, you know, having sexual performance issues, isn't in the gym, not active, and he's looking at this, and he's listening to this podcast, and he's like, all right, I'm into this. I hear you, Dr. A. You sound, like, very convincing. What? All that shit you just mentioned, that sounds overwhelming. I got to watch my mm -hmm. bottles and the stuff I put in my body and the stuff I put on my oh, yeah. body and the stuff in the environment and the stuff in the water. Like, how does someone start? So let's break this thing down by the natural way and then, then, and then the synthetic way, like the TRT way. And what can people yep. do just to start simply so that they can get on a track of, you know, losing 20, 30 pounds, eating right, which we talk about on here all the time, proper nutrition, proper mm -hmm. water. So just go into that for a little bit, just to the novice who just wants to get started. Okay. So first thing recommended, but not mandatory is at the beginning of your health journey, you listen to this, you're like, I think I might have a problem with testosterone. You get your levels checked. It is a very simple blood test. You're going to want you to get your total testosterone and your free testosterone and maybe your estradiol, which is checking for estrogen levels. Good to get that checked just to know where you're at a baseline because uh, it's a simple blood draw and you can get it rechecked in uh, two months, three months after you've made some of these changes and you will likely, very, very, very likely see improvements um, yeah. from this natural stuff. So I like getting a baseline. Now, if you're an overweight guy who's stressed and busy and it doesn't want to worry about atrazine in your water, where do you even start? You start by getting on good nutrition and trying to create a regular bedtime. Because just losing weight, period, without any strength training, without avoiding a lot of this other stuff, is going to help improve your testosterone levels. Got to start losing weight. And if you're not seeing weight loss progress, if you have at least 30 pounds to lose and you're going weeks where you're not losing, you're losing two pounds or less, you're not consistently losing weight, you got to get a better plan. You got to get a better plan because you should be, can and should be seeing progress at at least two pounds per week mark because that knows that you're, you're moving in the right direction. You're eating proper number of calories. That's where you start with nutrition. 
and probably that nice sleep bedtime restoration, which is going to help all your hormones. It helps your insulin, uh, insulin too. That's where you start with this thing. Now, when it becomes testosterone specific stuff to, to look into from a natural perspective, you want to give your body the building blocks it needs to optimize testosterone. And we'll talk about vitamins and minerals first. And the number one thing I, I'd recommend is making sure we're getting enough vitamin D. If you're going to get your blood levels drawn of testosterone, might as well get your serum vitamin D3 levels checked as well. So vitamin D is like this incredible master hormone. What's amazing is like you have to go out and eat vitamin C, maybe in like a lemon or an orange or something like that. Vitamin D, your body makes from the sun. Sun interacts with cholesterol in your skin and causes this incredible cascade of hormone production through your liver and your kidneys. Um, and vitamin D3 is essential for testosterone production, healthy levels. What they found is that guys who are vitamin D3 deficient, they correct that deficiency with a year of supplementation of around 3000 IUs, test levels go up significantly. This happens very reliably. And a lot of guys, when you're stressed and you're not getting enough sunshine because you're not living an active life, um, are, are, are low on vitamin D. So it's, it's not a problem to start supplementing. There's a lot of good benefits to your immune system too. You know, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 IUs have been used safely for a long period of time. So I, I do feel confident saying you can get away with 5,000 IUs, but get your blood levels checked, work with your doctor, um, but vitamin D3 would be huge. Then the other minerals you're going to want to get into your body are zinc and magnesium. Two huge ones. Zinc, best sources are going to be in shellfish and in meats. Um, although they can be found in uh, beans, legumes, they can be found in quinoa and some of these plant-based sources as well. Uh, zinc is just, your body needs it to make testosterone. And a lot of guys don't quite get enough. And guys that exercise actually, who are fit listening to this, you sweat out more zinc. You know, so zinc is lost in the sweat. So it's a good idea to make sure you're getting enough. That's why you look at a lot of these testosterone boosting supplements. A lot of them have zinc and magnesium together in them. Guys refer to those as ZMA supplements, zinc, magnesium, aspartate. It's a good combination to have. A little bit extra is helpful. Too much of zinc is, is too much. I would say get a, a supplemental, maybe like 20 or 30 milligrams a day on top of what you might be getting from animal protein and meat. Then magnesium, helpful too. It can raise testosterone levels if you're deficient and it's relaxing and it's good for your brain health, your arterial health all over. Those are, those are combinations. So zinc, vitamin D, magnesium are like core nutrients and minerals to get while you're optimizing your sleep. The next thing, and this is really amazing, is uh, exercise is one of the best ways to increase testosterone for a couple of reasons. One is there's amazing research showing that we can increase testosterone strictly by engaging in competitive behavior. Like guys, you put guys in a competitive situation, their testosterone levels naturally increase. Um, you, you put guys in a situation where there's other females or, or sexual options in there. This is kind of some primal stuff I'm talking about, but testosterone levels increase. There's a researcher, Amy Cuddy, who has a very famous Ted talk about power posing and showing that if you can put people in high dominance poses, like expanded out, like the CEO who's kicked back on his chair with the arm out here and, you know, taking up space that is a higher, uh, testosterone producing posture than, than cowering or hunching forward, bad posture. Uh, and, and it, this is, it could dynamically change minute by minute. So even our feelings, when we feel pumped up and confident, you listen, listen to that song you really love before you work out, or you just have a moment of just like, yes, where you just feel like you feel life in your testicles. You're just like, ah, like whatever that feeling is testosterone driven. And we can create that with the mind. So I don't want to overstate the fact that when we're looking to revitalize our lives, raise testosterone. 
mindset and kind of like the positivity and the, and the, the, the feelings of secureness and abundance, like all these things that you help men recreate in their minds and in their habits does indirectly impact testosterone levels because the converse for sure does higher cortisol, weak, um, uncertain status in your life and in your family and your, uh, all these kinds of things, uh, uh, affect testosterone negatively. So I think the mindset is, is a huge component of this as well. I want to talk about a busyness. You mentioned earlier, stress, busyness. And I want to talk about that for a second because that has a huge part on cortisol, like you said earlier, or a huge, um, it plays a huge part on the cortisol delivery and drop in your body or, or rise in your body. And, you know, what we find in your life in the Fit Father Project, Fit Mother Project, in my life, in my coaching business, in this podcast, and all the things that I do in, in our events and stuff is that guys specifically women too, but guys are busy just to be busy because they're fighting something inside that says, if mm. I'm not busy, I'm not something I'm not yeah. X or I am this or not. So that right there alone is a huge lifestyle change, but that comes from mindset because all of that busyness, all that cranking and crushing. And you guys have heard me talk about this so much, that hustle mentality there are times when you got to work hard. There are times when you got to hustle up a little bit, but that should not be your, your sustainable model over time because what mm -hmm. happens is, what you're talking about is you start to have breakdowns and atrophies, whether it's in your mindset or your bones or your brain or your chemical production or whatever it is, hormone production. Starting with understanding why you work so much and a new system for working smarter, not harder, not crushing it seven days a week or five days a week, 12 hours a day, like that will have a profound effect on what you're talking about just as a foundational start to all of this stuff mm -hmm. because you can add all this stuff in all you want, but if you're still working 10 to 12 hours a day and your mind is constantly on doing, 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 mm -hmm. will it actually work for you? Will the supplements actually work in the way that they're supposed to? Probably not, mm -hmm. right? Right. Your body's taxed. Plus, I actually want you to go into um, something we should expand on, which is adrenal failure, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and guys just don't understand this. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm almost 40. You're in that range. I, I, am, I know guys that I went to high school and college with that are in their late 30s or early 40s, and they are just spent, man. They're mm -hmm. toast. And they're crushing coffee and energy drinks just to get up to mid-level all day long. Not even 100%, maybe 50. They're crashing at night and repeating the cycle the next day. How detrimental is that? Yeah. Well, it makes me think of this, just this imagery as you're talking. It's like you have a candle that's burning on a wick and it's like that candle can burn incredibly hot and bright for like a minute or it can burn consistently bright for maybe several hours. And I kind of think like society right now is pushing men in the path of the, of the, the grind, the hustle, the burn, burn super bright. But unfortunately life's just not like that. We're kind of, the, these bodies are geared to have, let's just say a hundred year lifespan, you know, when we do things right, you know, more or less for certain people, but it's possible definitely. Um, and we're borrowing from the future when we're feeling like that, that candle is burnt too hard. Um, and again, testosterone is going to be more of this long-term strong resilient hormone it's always going to take the back seat to immediate cortisol threats yeah. so you mentioned a little bit of this adrenal fatigue idea so one of the things that caffeine does and energy drinks do is they increase the production of cortisol 
and they actually keep adrenaline running higher. So cortisol increases blood pressure. Adrenaline is going to get your heart pumping faster. And caffeine is going to bind to these adenosine receptors to block adenosine, this molecule that makes you tired from interacting with the receptor. So you're propped up artificially. Yeah. You didn't get energy. You just kind of had some manipulation of the, the sympathetic tone of your nervous system and you're blocking adenosine, but your body is relying on it. You know there's that dip later. So when we're in this cycle right here, the body's not trying to maximize testosterone production. You know, you're not in this relaxed producing state. Um, and again, I think there's seasonality to life. There's sometimes when these pushes are, are need to be made. But if this is your MO, the normal MO of operating is in this kind of drive state, your test levels are going to be cracked. And I think a lot of guys do find that they're stuck in that cycle and they're trying to make health changes. And this is where for many men, starting something like external testosterone, exogenous testosterone can be a jump start to the whole thing. Because you can improve your testosterone levels naturally if, if you're very focused and you have the right life conditions, right? You start sleeping more. You're able to uh, master the art of putting things down at night so your mind can rest. You take your supplements. You strength train a couple times per week. You eat more healthy fats. You get your eggs in your diet. You're eating some wild-caught fish and game and meat like this. These will work. But if you can't achieve that right now, taking some ex external TRT, if you make that decision with your doctor, could also change your life. Because at this point, you're no longer relying on your body's own natural production. You're giving a metered dose on a regular a basis that's going to create the testosterone Externally, your body will stop producing, um, if not entirely, mostly its own natural testosterone. So this is the big decision of TRT is TRT stands for testosterone replacement therapy. When you start it, it's a big decision. It's not like you just do it for a little bit um, and you come off. You can, but what you're doing by using TRT is shutting down your body's own natural production. You will have to then restart that with other medications. And it's it's not guaranteed. There's guys that, you know, have been on TRT for so long or look at competitive bodybuilders that really abuse testosterone and other steroids. After the fact, a lot of these guys can't recover their own natural production. Some can, some can't. There's individual variability. So if you do want to do TRT, it should be a long-term perspective that this is something you want to do. Yeah. So what, what, um, what, what does adrenal fatigue and failure do? Why is that so detrimental to people? Because just, well, just isolate that one piece. And that just comes from the internal, the external environment, then the stuff you're putting in and that work ethic. And then what mm -hmm. happens with adrenal, adrenal fatigue and then failure? Okay. Let's talk about that. Let's get to the adrenals uh, as it relates to test two. So ultimately I, I need to say this, there is a difference between high performance productivity where you have very high output, but it's not necessarily weighing a lot on your mind or your body. And the converse, which could be like a horrifically grueling bit of work that is mentally, emotionally, and physically taxing. And there's ways to do those. You can become more effective at work. What I'm trying to say is there's, there are guys out there, very good high-performance guys who work big, long days, 8, 10, 12-hour days perhaps, but they have the right rituals. They're able to maintain peace and presence as they work. It is a skill that needs to be cultivated, yeah. but you can still have a high-output life without necessarily carrying that stuff. So I think for men in the 21st century, as I was kind of thinking about the frame of this, is mastering the art of dropping things at the end of the day, like to calm the mind at night is super, super important for testosterone levels, nervous system balance, and overall health. It's like, what is this ritual at the end of the day that enables you to take all that mental baggage of the day, close the loop, put it down, only to be able to pick it up the next day and, and carry on with the good work that you're doing? That, that's an important practice, I think, 
core and key. Because if you can't, then you're spending this supposedly restorative time, you know, the six, seven, eight, nine hours that you're sleeping a night, the so regenerative for your body that your body increases testosterone levels during, you're spending that. And again, in the same nervous system driven mode. Uh, the other thing for guys who want to optimize performance and, and are, are worried about stress is you got to work on cutting down your stimulant intake. I'm not saying you cannot, you don't have to never drink coffee or tea or whatever. These things are fine tools, but if you rely on them very heavily, you're constantly manipulating the nervous system in a bad way and borrowing from your future. Now, you, you mentioned a couple of things, adrenal fatigue, adrenal exhaustion. The idea is this, with any gland in your body, whether it's your pancreas, which secretes insulin, or it's your adrenal glands, which secrete cortisol, all these endocrine glands, a gland, a gland that produces a hormone and sends it out to the body, if we're demanding it from this gland all the time, it gets tired. It requires stuff for these glands to make it. Your body needs vitamin C to make a lot of these uh, adrenal hormones, right? So it requires nutrition. It requires energy and glands can fatigue. So if you're constantly living a life, both mentally and maybe with your busyness and maybe with pharmacological stuff you're taking in like caffeine that is putting those adrenals under high output, you're going to have a lot of cortisol floating around all the time. You created a stressed biochemistry and your cells are being bathed in this at all time. And over time, if this persists without any let up, um, and without the proper nutrition support, or maybe there is now something else that comes on. It's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Those glands can become so fatigued that they become less functional. And this is the point in the curve where someone goes from feeling highly stressed to absolutely exhausted. This is where like you go to a doctor during adrenal exhaustion, where the adrenal glands are no longer really producing cortisol. They will give you cortisol externally so that you have a little bit of energy to get going. Most people are not here though. Most people are in this phase, which can persist for a long time, of having high cortisol output, lots of stress on the adrenal glands using stimulants. And this is the phase where you can turn things around before that gland totally exhausts. And then you have to build yourself back up from like rock bottom. Some people have to do that. Most people aren't there. So in terms of caffeine, energy drinks with taurine and guarana and all those different chemicals in there, I know that like people ask me, people ask me all the time, how the fuck are you so intense? How do you have so much energy? How much coffee do you drink? And when I tell them that I do no caffeine, I intake no caffeine, they're like, get out of here. Come on, man. What are you talking about? And I said, no, it's, there's a, I'm on the Dr. A juice every morning recipe. Mm -hmm. And that combination jacks me up so me much too. that like, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, like, even right now, I'm like, my brain is firing. My, my body feels alive and there's no crash. There's a mm -hmm. gentle, just release of those, of those nutrients just being used and, and then expelled. And then at the end of the day, you know, cause I do like probably three 20 ounce juices a day now, mm -hmm. uh, it's like maintenance. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like nine, 10 o'clock, my body's naturally just starting, the volume starting to turn down and I can just go to sleep. And then I wake up in the morning refreshed because my endocrine system, my, my, my adrenals, yes. they're not taxed from the chemical stimulants. Yes. I'm actually giving myself a chance to actually recover at night, you know? Yes. That's how totally. my tea shot up like so, dr so drastically over a thousand when it was like yeah. 270 and I started TRT. Okay. Because I have this healthy lifestyle as far as my intake and my water and my food that when I got my levels checked after like two months, they're like, oh, geez, we got to pull you back because your body is spiking this thing mm -hmm. up. So the TRT actually got pulled way back from what we initially thought. I needed to 
get because my T levels were so low as a 37 year old guy, which is nuts, right? Just mm -hmm. nuts. But I just wanted to share that because a lot of people, um, my buddy who was out here with me in LA, he, he, um, uh, uh, which, you know, he came out to celebrate his birthday and he, mm -hmm. I was juicing with you for eight days on a total yeah. juice cleanse and fast. And then I just continued it on, but I started adding some food in. He started on it. I mean, the guy's lost six, 16 pounds already in like nice. three weeks. Nice. His energy is through the roof. His coffee consumption is down. He's nice. loving life. He's, he's, he's spending the morning with his kids instead of like grumpy and like a uh, dragon. That little change right there, and he still works hard, like still works long hours, but that little change right there changed so much inside of his body that that's all we're talking about is just yeah. pick something that you will stick with and make the changes. But also, it has to be inside the mind. It has to. You have yeah. to think about things differently. Totally. I mean, you're, yeah. you're spot on. And, and I think the thing is like, this is why the conversation on optimizing male hormones testosterone has to be holistic, right? It's everything. A couple of things you said there, I, I think a big idea that's coming out of this, and I think it's very true, is watching your stimulant use if you want to, um, you know, work on testosterone levels. Also because the stimulant use, you know, impacts your sleep. You're robbing from your sleep. Caffeine as a half-life depends on people's metabolism. Everyone's a little different, and this is why there's individual basis to this. Some people can do, drink a ton of coffee and not feel much, and other people drink a tiny bit, and they're like super anxious. Um, but it robs your sleep. It can be in your system for up to 10 hours. And if you're drinking it all the time, it's like always in your system, right? So I agree with that wholeheartedly. Another thing I want to bring to the table is some more weird stuff, but I love the evolutionary psychology and evolutionary biology perspective of understanding our bodies in light of what the human mechanism had to develop over the past several thousands and thousands of years to, to get here. One thing we do know is that getting sunlight directly on your testicles whole sunlight increases testosterone production oh, because right. we know we that, about that before. yeah, testosterone is, is built off of cholesterol, which is amazing. Your body uses cholesterol to build testosterone through a bunch of different hormonal steps. Um, and when the sunlight hits your testicles, there's a particular wavelengths of light in there from that whole sunlight that, that go in there and increase testosterone production in the testes directly. And I, you imagine the modern humans had testicles getting exposed to sun. We don't anymore. But it just shows how this whole system, it's a very big thing um, in relation to how we have these testes that are outside our body, that have skin on them, and how it relates. It's just, I think when you start to realize these small little things um, about how biology and nature are, are you know, completely intertwined, it makes you think a little bit differently about all the things you're putting in your body. Um, how, your nutrition how does someone too. do that though? We, we talked about that before, in, I don't know, probably two or three episodes ago. How does someone sun their balls? Oh yeah. I mean, it depends on if you have a backyard and you have access to getting out there and in the, probably the early, I think if people can, you get sunshine before noon, you know, ideally before like in the summer, like seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, when the sun's kind of coming up, not too hot would be a time to get some sunshine on your balls. But Hey, there's also units. You can buy like red light units and all sorts of juve units and stuff like that, that can provide the same wavelengths that give you benefits too. If you don't have access to, I, I don't see that as necessarily top priority. I think it more of like a, a cute, fun, interesting thing that kind of tells a bigger story sure. about how connected this human system and testosterone production is to an overall healthy balance of the light and dark cycles of nature with the yeah. proper nutrients that we're getting with vigorously moving our bodies. We didn't talk too much about strength training, but like for guys, man, strength training increases testosterone production, um, increases it acutely and shortly after, after you lift, which is cool. But over the long haul, uh, it also increases mean levels, just 
average circulating levels. You're doing something exerting your body or these bodies do need intermittent high intensity exercise. Um, but you also got to look at like overtraining kills testosterone levels. I remember when I was prepping for some of my natural bodybuilding shows, I got my blood work done before and after one of my competitions when I got the leanest and my testosterone levels were like 200. Yeah. They were tanked. Were and jacked. at that time, I was, I was a dude in my 20s. And I looked jacked. You would have no idea. Like, if you saw me, you would have been like, that dude's got to have it. What's a thousand. testosterone level of 10,000? That's what he's got to have. <laughs> right. But I was like literally 200 because when you're overtrained, when you're using stimulants, yep. you know, so what if a guy's really- you know, mean? What, what, is, what is that? What I'm trying to say is, well, if a guy is, if you're a guy out there and you're not sleeping well and you think you're, the, what's going to optimize your routine is by finding extra time to go do some weights that's taxing on your nervous system. That's not the answer. The answer is actually sleep. It's the opposite. It's a little counterintuitive. Now, if you're a couch potato kind of guy and you, you know you need to get some vigorous exercise, then starting to do strength training will be game-changing. But it's about balancing your nervous system. So here's a little trick. Um, I don't do it too much personally, but it is research-backed and it does work. Is uh, You can actually track your morning heart rate. And this is what a lot of these new whoops or aura rings or all these other trackers, well, partly one of the things that they do is your resting heart rate in the morning is very indicative of, of how stressed your nervous system is. Like, let's say normally your resting heart rate within a couple hours of getting up in the morning is like, let's just say it's 60, but you find today that it's 71, 72. That means that there's some kind of uh, sympathetic drives. We have the sympathetic parasympathetic branch, fight and flight, rest and digest kind of thing. There's some kind of extra tone or stress on the sympathetic branch of the nervous system that is making you higher today. And if you track that over time, maybe you can see when you're like overreached, this is how these different wearables say you, they give you a readiness score or something like that. But it's something you can track at home. You can check what your heart rate is. Um, and you just generally, generally have an idea when you get up and you're like, man, my body feels ready, or I feel like I'm a little wired and a little zapped and zonked that this is where you need to have like healthy living is the art of this constant auto regulation like us listening to feedback from our bodies and then making different choices on a pretty dynamic basis like you need a health plan you need to know what kind of healthy foods that you eat on a regular basis you need to know what kind of exercise you do and when you do it and and that's good because it gives you the structure and something to aim for but then on a daily basis, it's this auto-regulation. So it's like you're thinking, man, I feel like my body's a little run down. I need a little more sleep. Maybe I'm going to flex my workout day from here to here. Or I'm feeling great. I actually think I'm going to expand this and do a little bit more here. And then you start to pay attention to how different things. So why am I tired? Well, you know, I actually did drink a bunch of coffee and I only got six hours of sleep the night before. You start to ask yourselves these questions. It's this is key for your long-term success because it helps you build a personal connection to how your body responds to the regular things you do. And that's always going to be more profound than a diet. Like a diet is something you borrowed from someone else who's telling you what to eat or a personal health exploration of this kind of thing. Like starting with implementing a couple key habits and then seeing what happens and being aware, using awareness of your, of your experience of that. It connects you to your body. It connects you to the things that are working. And if you focus on the right things, like for most guys, nutrition, sleep being foundations, like you start to see results, like in the tune of 18 pounds in three weeks kind of results like your friend did, which means yeah. how motivating is that? that? That can really light your fire up. So these are some ideas as it relates to the bigger picture of health. Yeah. Well, let's talk about morning and evening routine or ritual, because I know a lot of guys that do these intense morning rituals, like the Miracle Morning, which I, I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. And... um 
but they're doing them to do them. They're not being yeah. in them. And there's a big difference there. Yeah, and they're, they're like, oh, shit. I mean, I'm in, in 2016, I was doing like a two hour morning routine and I'm doing all six savers. And, I'm, and then, and you know, what happened at the end of that was like, yeah, I made a ton of money and my business was crushing it, my real estate business. But like my wife was completely unhappy with me to the point where we started talking about divorce because she's like, mm. you're not the guy I married. You're, you're, you're only focused on like making money and success. And, 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 and I was shocked at that result of, of what I was doing. But what I realized was I wasn't being the guy that I actually intended to be. I was just piling on. It's like eating a shitload of, of Thanksgiving dinner but like everybody gets up and goes and chills and lets the body process and digest, yeah. but you're just like shoveling the shit in. It, it can't do something. It's going to, you're going to throw up. You're going to, you're going to feel sick. You're going to be sluggish. You're going to be slow. You have to put the spoon down at a certain point. So like, mm -hmm. what is a purposeful morning routine? Obviously everybody's going to be different, but like what's in your opinion, a purposeful morning routine, um, one and, and, um, how do you know? Because I know so many guys are so rigid in these morning routines, thinking that that's like the end all be all. But what you were talking about early is, earlier is being flexible and feeling your body and letting it decide, like deciding based on what you feel in your body and not, not distracting yourself with, with alcohol or drugs or prescription pills or going back to the gym or like using these distraction methods, but sitting in and feeling what your body is experiencing and going through and then processing that and then making choices. Mm -hmm. Too many, I think in our society, we have so many outlets to get out of the feelings and back into yeah. our head, but we shouldn't be in our head. Our heads are actually not the place to be. It's in the body, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. I know I just really threw a lot of shit at you, but how do we- No, I, I got it. Yeah. I've got it. I'm with it for sure. Let's talk about the morning routine. Yeah. Um, I think on a, on a bigger perspective, and I've mentioned this once, but I'll mention it again because I think it's a truism, is we need to, as modern men, we need to balance this idea of structure that keeps us focused in a distracted world. So the idea of having some kind of plan or something to aim for with the flexibility of the fact that the most robust systems in nature are those that dynamically respond to things. And so the plan that you thought of is never going to be the optimal plan. You know, it'll be some, it'll be more or less of that, but it's good to kind of aim in that direction. When it comes to a morning routine, I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I've had super long multi-hour morning routines over the years. And I've kind of relaxed into one that is a little more simple. And I got there from kind of realizing and asking myself, what, what is actually needed in the morning? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to create a body that feels energetic, light, and, and, and clear. I want to have a mind that's clear, a body that feels primed, and I want to have a mood that is good. And no matter what happens from there, body's ready, mind is clear, mood is happy. Like that's a good situation for a good day from what happens. So the way I've arrived at that is a simple walk outside in the morning to kick things off. I do it as quickly as I can to get out the door. Um, the reason I think that's such a good thing is because one, you get sunshine for all the, if you get up, you know, it depends on what time you get up, right? But you're getting maybe some sunrise or some direct sunshine. Breathing while walking is one of the most calming things. We have the research around it, but no one's being stressed walking through a beautiful nature walk in the right. forest on a nice path. And it, it's kind of ingrained, like time in nature, listening to birds calms us down, breathing through your nose and, and breathing some fresh air, all create both a mental and a physical environment for 
feeling good. So I do that. And also it gets the blood pumping in a nice gentle way. Like we've been stagnant. The body's literally been in a still position. We need to move fluid in circulation. The heart's got to start getting going a little bit more. Cortisol that naturally rises in the morning is helping with that and, and adrenaline, um, but also just walking and moving can get some fluid. And that's not vigorous exercise. Like a lot of people aren't ready to go first thing in the morning to be like, let's hit the super intense workout. Some people are, some people aren't, but the, the walk and before the walk though is hydration. The body needs water. It needs good fluids. Doesn't need food. Doesn't need anything but good high quality water. So get a bunch, 20 to 32 ounces, get a lot of water. I put some trace minerals in it. I put some curcumin, which is like a turmeric supplement drop in there. And I put a little pinch of some salt. Um, I'm looking to get minerals and hydration into my body. And that's all I need. You know, you have intermittent fasting diets and people intentionally not eating for periods of time. We advocate a lot of that, those strategies that our Fit Father Project programs, they obviously work and you don't need to eat right away by any means. And it, it could be beneficial to shift it. So the water, the walk, and then I sit for a meditation practice. I have a straight back chair. I sit and, I, you know, I have my own practice that's focused on, you know, breathing um, and, you know, just being essentially the, the being and being. Now, that could take many forms for people. It could be a prayer practice. It could be a journaling. It could be meditation. But I think something that is working on making, training the mind to become more disciplined and, and focused is, uh, is, is a part of the routine. And I think from those, basically, water, walk, meditation, you can it's get it done now. It's it's, that's, that's what works for me. Now, I would say this is one thing I have realized is making the routine like uh, be able to be expanded or contracted based on the needs of the day is very good. That's, yeah. Like sometimes the meditation is longer than others. Sometimes the walk is longer than others. I've taken three-minute walks. I've taken 30-minute walks. I've meditated for five minutes and I've meditated for hour. So it just depends on what, what's available that day. So that's where those, the proportions can flux, but I, I think it is good just to get the core ingredients in. But that's the, that's the part of flexibility that you need in your life. You cannot be too rigid. Because like there are mornings when my kids get up earlier than, yeah. I, than they usually do. And so that whole morning routine, it's not shot. But I, ha I make sure that I get up and do the basics, which I follow yours. I get yeah. up. I do the trace minerals and water and the curcumin. Pound that down real quick. So I hydrate my body. And I start to fuel my mind. And what I did was now both my kids get up at the same time, mm -hmm. my one-year-old and my five-year-old, and they both want to come into my bedroom. So I've already fueled the body right, with some water. And then what I do is I just, I want to fuel the mind. So my daughter and I watch uh, motivational videos or we'll nice. do something educational. We'll watch a YouTube video on how planes fly or how roller coasters work. Even though that's not, it's not everything for me, I'm still training my brain in the morning to learn and to be open to expansion. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's most important to me, besides me and taking care of me, which I've done with the water right, right then and there, mm -hmm. is I want to spend time with my kids. Like yeah. my morning ritual being an hour and a half or two hours isn't more important than the time that I want to spend with them and modeling good behavior for them. Yeah. So then once we get up, like we'll spend 30, 40 minutes in bed, just hanging, watching videos while my wife sleeps or she'll watch with us. And then we get up, we brush our teeth and we use the bathroom. And then my daughter and I do affirmations in the mirror, mm -hmm. right? Cause I, I wanted to teach her that. And she just watched me and she learned, and then we'll go downstairs and we make juice together. Right. And then she knows that's the next phase of fueling the body. Then the next yes. thing we do, and this is like seven 30 in the morning is we fuel the mind again. 
because I want her knowing that like, if you just get up and fuel the mind and fuel the body in the morning with the proper things that serve you, don't pound the coffee, don't pound this, which by the way, if that's your thing, that's fine. But balance it out with something else, right? Like that's it. That's as simple as you can make it. And now I feel like that morning ritual serves me best because I'm, I'm taking time for me, but I'm also taking time for my family. So I'm not going to regret spending an hour and a half doing the yoga or this kind of crazy stuff. And my kids are just sitting there. And my wife's like, well, what the hell dude? Like, is your morning mm -hmm. ritual more important than mine? Cause yeah. I want to do some shit, you yeah. know, to so got to flex. And there's some days where like this morning I got up and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to walk around outside. I'm, I'm in sunny Southern California. It was freaking gorgeous out this morning. Nice. I got up, walked around outside for a little bit, drank my water when I was doing that. Uh, barefoot, by the way. I love touching That's the ground. Nice. And then I got in, wrote in my journal, all the gratitude that I was feeling and the things that I want to do to accomplish today. And that was it. There you I go. Just, so the boxes of something for the body, something for the mind. Yeah. And checking those in some way. Mm -hmm. And I mean, bonus points, you incorporate your whole family into the routine. You get yeah. added love and connection and memories and they get the benefit of that growth. And your whole family now gets a culture of we do good stuff, which makes everyone right. live healthier and easier. So right. there's a lot of wins there. Totally. Yeah. And, and I wanted to kind of merge that into setting goals, but I want you to like, you, you are um, very structured in your mind as far as how you lay these things out. And I'm just, a, <laughs> yeah. I'm a passenger on your ride on this one. Uh -huh. I just push record on the zoom. Um, get, get back into or, or finish up whatever you wanted to kind of round out with. Cause I want to, I want to, I want to talk about setting goals after that. Yeah. Well, on the testosterone, uh, you know, it's something that we need to take seriously. Like if it is for us to, if, if it's on our hearts that we need to live healthier then losing weight, starting to build the foundational habits around mindset, nutrition, sleep, and then incorporating exercise. And while all along the way, either doing something like TRT or getting some supplements are probably the foundation of where you start in this. It doesn't have to be more complicated. You lose weight, you get healthier, your levels will improve. Yeah. And I also think, you know, it's important as the people who are raising the next generation of kids to do what we can to protect and raise young boys and young girls with proper hormone levels. Like we are kind of in an, ex life is one great experiment and certainly culture is we're on the bleeding edge of the decisions we make today. We don't know how they're going to affect our health. We certainly yeah. do. A, we don't do a lot of things that we did in the past because we realized that was not a good idea. Right. We're probably going to figure a lot of that stuff out with a lot of these chemicals and stuff. So trying to find a way to do a little research. How can I get, and one question to ask would be as simple as how can our family use more glass instead of plastic and how can we find some better water? You know, like how can you just get a better a water filter in the house and maybe change all your plastic cookware into glass stuff. You make those two changes, I think you've cut out around, you know, 85 to 90% of some of these testosterone harming chemicals and things like that. And maybe get some uh, some natural products that you know are you know labeled as not having phthalates, and, and the, there are companies that advertise. These are the thing with these; these are one-time decisions that give you a long long results. They may not seem like they're top priority now, but if you do them today, if you just like go on Amazon and buy the glass cookware today and just throw out the plastic crap, you're going to have glass cookware for the next several years. Took you five minutes, you got the benefit. If you go get a good water system, your family's going to enjoy good water for a long, long time, right? If you get good products that work better, 
then you don't have to continue using the stuff that may have some BS in it. And that's the stuff you're putting on your body every single day. Sure. So these daily things matter. They do. I wish I didn't have to tell you that microwaving something in plastic or <laughs> drinking plastic water bottles was bad for you, but it actually is. And it sucks because yeah. it's everywhere. Um, and we just, unfortunately, what we've gained from advancement in, in civilization is complexity when it comes to health. It's, it's a lot more complicated these days to live healthier. But if we get this health operating system, we get those products slotted in, we get our morning routine slotted in, then we can have a system that runs good on autopilot. And that's the promise. And then you feel better, then you're more productive, and then you don't have the health problems that most people have to obsess about because inevitably they'll find you in the back half or third of life if, if they're not addressed. Yeah, pay now or pay later. What about this bottle? BPA free? Those are, yeah, those are those high quality shakers, BPA free. I just wouldn't yeah. put hot stuff in it. I think that's pretty no, good. No, no, just, just my green stuff, my juice. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not stressing too much about that. I'm stressing about like low quality plastic and styrofoam like and like where you like pay for stuff. 40 bottles of water for $3 at Costco. That. Yeah. Like the, those, those kinds of things, definitely bottled water. There was a big, for women, it's a big deal too. Like the, there's a big link between breast cancer, which is the number one cancer in women because the breasts are so sensitive to estrogen. And now we have all these warm water bottles that, you know, have a bunch of the estrogens in the water and it's interacting and raising the incidence of breast cancer for women because the, the phytoestrogens are binding to estrogen receptors. And if you have a susceptibility for cancers, like it can be bad. Um, so it affects everyone. So your kids, man, got to get your kids drinking better water. They're, they're showing that, uh, you know, whole milk, um, is can decrease young boys testosterone production. Yeah. It's because these cows are eating shit that's been sprayed with pesticides. The same kind of stuff we know decreases testosterone production. There's hormones in the milk as well. So antibiotics, antibiotics, like, yeah, growth factors and a whole bunch of other bad stuff outside of just what comes into our bodies, but like maybe the industry as a whole. Right. So man, but that's, the, that's, that's an agenda. And I, and I, I tell people all the time, no, like my kids don't drink milk. They never have. They never will unless they make that choice later in life. They don't need yeah. milk. It's a, it was an advertising ploy in the totally. 50s to, to, for, the, for the dairy industry. You can eat a piece of broccoli and get as much calcium as a, as a glass yeah, of right. milk. You don't, it, it's fake. It literally is fake. Milk does nothing for you that you can't get from a whole food that's organic that has none of the shit that milk has in it. So yeah. don't buy milk don't just, you don't need to drink milk. Don't yeah. like, we don't need to do that. You, there are plenty of other, and it's interesting because people say like, uh, do you have real milk? And I'm like, what, do, what is real milk? Cause I'll have like almond milk or, or hemp milk or mm -hmm. coconut milk in my house, carrageen and free by the way. Yeah, and there's the, there's about. the shit in that too, you know, that yeah. we, we probably should talk about. We'll, we'll do, we'll do, um, I want to do another episode on decoding on decoding. Cause you and I've had this conversation about vegan food and gluten-free food. Mm -hmm. I am gluten intolerant and I am more affected by gluten-free food than I am gluten. How freaking yeah. weird is that? Like I'm affected by gluten, let's say it's 30%, but I'm affected, affected by gluten-free food for like probably four times more than that. Yeah. It's nuts. Like, and I feel it in my muscles, which is very strange. You feel like, achiness in your joints and muscles? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh. And um, oh, one last thing I want to talk about before we wrap. Um, you and I talked about like caveman fat and like where it's stored on your body. So mm. I'm, I'm healthy, I'm fit, I'm in shape, but I still have fat on my body. And, and, and like my diet is, it's dialed in, right? Mm -hmm. But I still can like, I can still pinch fat on like my, my lats or like mm -hmm. on my love handles. Mm -hmm. So if you see me with a shirt off or a shirt on, you're like, oh, looking really good shape. But I take my shirt off 
it's not, it's not, it's like, it's not like fat, but you can see that there's, there is a layer there that I just cannot seem to get rid of. And I want to address that because I'm talking to a bunch of my buddies and the answer isn't because we're almost 40. That's not the answer. The Mm -hmm. answer is not because we're almost 40. The answer is what, in your opinion, why am I storing fat there and how do I get rid of it? The simple answer is your genetics. Um, Everyone has a unique genetic fat distribution. You know, you've seen, we've always, we've seen someone who, you know, carries fat mostly in the belly, but they seem to have twigs everywhere, twig legs everywhere else. We see right. people who have huge fat butts, but everything else is like in shape. I, I hold my fat in my back and my butt kind of area too, and less on my midsection. It's like, we all have a genetic predisposition for it. And there are, there is stubborn fat, like fat that is harder to lose. It has different types of receptors on it. Um, and it typically gets a little bit less blood flow than other fat areas. And we all kind of had a genetic predisposition for you. What I'd probably suggest is the best way for you to lose that fat long-term I'd say is to focus on, uh, putting on about five pounds of muscle, five, 10 pounds of muscle. My reason being is that muscle over time is going to be a very good metabolic engine. That's going to burn more calories for you for the rest of your life for as long as you retain that. And I think that gap of having more energy output is going gonna, is gonna to help over time you get rid of that fat. And you might also need to do more high-intensity interval training cardio sessions uh, more frequently than other yeah, it's guys. Not my favorite. Right. It's not your favorite. It's probably yeah. exactly why you need to do it. I don't know. We all kind of know what we need to do. Yeah. But for you, you might need that. But there's other guys that like, have the exact opposite problem. They're like, I literally can't even put on weight. I eat yeah. 4,000 calories. I couldn't, like, we're all unique. But for yep. you, you're going to need a little more high-intensity exercise. When you get your nutrition dialed in, your sleep dialed in, yep. you still want to get leaner, and you're already playing around with fasting, then now you're looking at these higher-intensity fat loss workouts, sprinkling those in. Hit, hit session for you every other day would really help move the needle on that for you um, is what I'd suggest. Okay. I'll uh, – I'll, uh, You can get in reference the pool. My, I'll reference my Fit Father Project section of my <laughs> – yeah, my workout. I know, dude. I just don't like. I, 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 I. Yes, could I get in the pool? Yeah, and do a hit workout, no problem. And you know, I, I, I want to believe. Like, I don't want to just do all pool. I want to do other stuff. So I just have to it's figure fine. out one that I like that I'll no, stick and, with. And, and, and inherently, they're not as fun. They're fun for different reasons. Like they're high intensity. Do you think like sprinting for fifteen seconds for ten minutes, like fifteen seconds? And then resting for 45 seconds and doing that for 10, 15 minutes. That's not fun. It's incredibly effective. It will help you burn fat, increase your metabolic rate, increase your VO2 max. Um, I don't know. Some people might think that's fun, but it's, it's hard. It's challenging. But these are the stuff that really does work. Like our Fit Father workouts sound, are... It actually are, doesn't sound bad. Man, then maybe it's for you. Maybe Try it. Is report, report back. All right. I think Yeah. So I'd say for a set, set a 10, 10 minute timer... I would give you two kinds of HIIT workouts and other people listening can probably do these too. Um, And sprinting does raise testosterone levels too, by the way. Um, So that's cool because it's high intensity, very fast twitch stuff. I would say you get get on a bike, like any kind of bike, probably like a vertical bike, not a recumbent bike. Um, Just like a bike, like a Peloton looking thing or something like that or an actual bike, but probably an exercise bike. And set a timer for 12 minutes on the, you know, do your first minute is warm up. And then on minute two, starting there, or maybe two minutes warm up, but on the next minute, you start off with 15 seconds sprinting, 10 to 15, and then you recover for the next 45 to 50. And you do that 10 times. That will rip you up. Um, That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is um, where you can go 
hard, but it obviously won't be maximal effort for about one minute and then do two to three minutes recovery. So like imagine being on an elliptical, good on the elliptical. If you're doing something like that, you go hard for one minute, high resistance, pump in, and then two to three minutes, you just kind of chill. And you could do that for like 15 to 20 minutes, maybe even 30. Um, but that, if you want to lose fat, both those things will help you in conjunction with everything you have dialed in. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. All right, Dr. A, you're a plethora of information, brother. Thanks. That's <laughs> appreciated yet again. We'll catch you on the next one next month and the next one after that. And, uh, it's, you know, it's weird to look back now at the first time we talked and I'm like, we should do this more often. Like we should, we should do a regular thing here. And you're like, hell yeah, dude, let's, every month let's do it. So, um, this episode will come out like yeah, end of July. Uh-huh. So then we just have to figure out what we want for August. Cause I have, I missed one. I missed putting one out. So you got one coming out next week. Cool. Uh, June, first week of June, and then we'll be last week of July, and then we'll do last week of August. And, uh, dude, I think the August one we're going to do in person. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll be out here. I'll be full time West Coast. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, everybody, thanks for listening. If you need Dr. A, remember fitfatherproject.com, fitmotherproject.com, Google Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, two Z's, not two C's. <laughs> And uh, we appreciate you listening. And, and I mean, this thing, was, this thing was, was power packed. So if you need to, I'll have everything transcribed out on the show notes. If you need that, no problem at menonpurposepodcast.com. Hit us up on Instagram at menonpurposepodcast or visit the website at ianlobos.com for all the cool stuff we're doing in the world with, with uh, our, our coaching business and our, our live events, which by the way, I need to talk to you about live events uh-huh. after this. And, um, and that's it. We'll catch you on the next one. Catch you guys. Thanks.